agents who knew the area were able to give me what they thought it was worth. And I was able to double check with comps and contractors were able to tell me what it was going to cost to fix up. And I was getting a better idea of, of repair costs. And I thought, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I just remember one day thinking, I don't really need to go look at this house. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ podcast. Now let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Hey guys, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> I haven't talked yet this morning, um, so I had to clear my throat there a little bit. Justin here. So, uh, yeah, I'm upstairs in my room um, on the couch thingy. I don't know what, what are those long couches called that are kind of skinny and long. But anyway, just kind of laying on the couch on my laptop. Um, responded to some emails about 8.30 in the morning. So yeah, I thought I would uh, touch base with you guys. Uh, we just got back from Lake Powell a couple days ago. It was just <laughs> such an awesome experience. It was a lot of work. <laughs> those of you who have ever been to Lake Powell uh, on a, it was a houseboat and it was a lot of work and it was hot and the AC wasn't working really well, but overall just an amazing experience. I mean, uh, my kids had a lot of firsts, first time on a wave runner, uh, first time doing some small, you know, cliff, di- that cliff diving for, um, at least the, the boys went, um, what else? First time Brogan, first time kneeboarding and then the little kids, the first time on a tube, uh, being pulled out. I, I don't know why we haven't been. I don't know why they haven't done that stuff yet, but anyway, just a lot of fun, and, and, you know, just being able to camp with them, and, you know, our houseboat kept, like, floating away, so we had to keep um, saving that. One of the, the highlights of the trip was at the end, we were getting ready to go, and, you know, it was, it was kind of slow going, just kind of getting stuff ready, and then all of a sudden, like, our houseboat started floating away, um, partly because I took the anchor off, because they told me, yeah, take the anchor off, it'll be fine, we still, you know. So I took the anchors off of the shore and all of a sudden it started floating away. So it was like people were jumping off the houseboat, jumping on the houseboat. And I was running with the anchor and throwing it on the boat. And uh, rather than try to save the boat and bring it back, we're like, we're going, we're going. And people were jumping on the sea dudes and we, and we took off. And that was just a lot of fun. So um, on the last episode, I told you guys that I would break down for you uh, – what more about, I talk more about real estate. How, how do you buy houses like without ever, ever even seeing them or from in areas that you aren't even familiar with? And so I'm going to do, do my best to do that. Um, real estate is really cool for, for a lot of reasons. I mean, you can like tie something up that, that allows you to have the right to make money from it, to purchase it or resell it without really um, <clears throat> much of like a strong commitment, if that makes sense. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying go out there and make a ton of offers on a bunch of houses where you aren't you know, serious about buying them or you don't do any due diligence or you, or you don't like have anyone company properties or look at it all. But, but it's not, you don't really have anything to lose either at the end of the day if, if you structure it correctly. So I, I guess that's the big part of it. You know, I, I absolutely, um, you know, I used to would look at the houses and analyze them more, but as quickly as I could several years ago, I just started realizing, I'm like, you know what, like I'm done doing the legwork on all these houses. I'm so done just randomly looking up all these 
houses that are listed and taking all these calls from sellers and doing all this legwork when a lot of times, I mean, you know, 99% of the work you're doing doesn't lead to making any money. So, and there's no, and there's no risk, you know, once you just getting a house under contract, there's no risk. So I, as quickly as possible, eliminated that part, um, where I wasn't involved in that initial legwork or making the offers. I came with the criteria that we, that we needed, taught that to all my team, wholesalers, agents, anyone involved and said, okay, you know, this is our criteria. Once we have an offer that gets accepted, let me know. And then I would start to analyze those. Um, over time, I stopped looking at the houses that were even in my uh, my farm area. And in my farm area, back in 2010, I started buying in the high desert, which is a couple hours away. And there was a couple times I'm like, wow, I don't want to drive all the way up there to look at this. But, um, you know, by I kind of, I was like, okay, what do I need to know? Right, right. Where is it located? Is there a busy street? Are there these things? So I was able to look at Google Maps and get that. And then people are able to take pictures for me and give me their their thoughts. You know, agents who knew the area were able to give me what they thought it was worth. And I was able to double check with comps and contractors were able to tell me what it was going to cost to fix up. And I was getting a better idea of, of repair costs. And I thought, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I just remember one day thinking, I don't really need to go look at this house, at least not right now. And then I didn't need to look at it when they were finishing it because there's this thing called an iPhone that we all have and you can send video and pictures within seconds and I was like huh this is weird I don't need to look at it like I almost felt wrong you know I almost felt like am I doing something wrong here and it was time to list the house and I thought wow like I don't really care to go look at the house to list it I said to my agent can you walk through and make sure it all looks good and you're the one selling it and they walked through and looked good and uh, they got the pictures taken care of and I looked at the listing I thought that looks good like I'm not even looking at this house. I'm so strange. And so, yeah, I mean, we started doing that um, as we went to other states. You know, when my brother Stephen started wholesaling uh, houses and he got one under contract in Utah, it was his first house. I thought, wow, that's a 1992 house. It's like a 3-2 in an area that looks solid, just a normal house. I was like, that's a good plan B. I could rent it out. Um, yeah, you want to sell me it? I'll buy it. <laughs> it's like a no-brainer. Numbers look solid. I can make money from it. Uh, hey, you know, I was like, hey, Stephen, can you just maybe check on the contractor? Do you have a referral? Gives me a referral. Have the contractor do the bid. Okay, numbers look good. Uh, send me some pictures. Once again, Google Maps. Make sure there's no busy commercial, industrial, or highways, or uh, railroad tracks, or, or anything like that around the comps. All look good. Made sense. Um, people are buying houses. So didn't have to go look at that one, didn't go to Utah. And then when Andy called me, um, when I was at my son's surf camp with the house in New Mexico, I was like, hmm, I've done this before. The thing is, I've never been to New Mexico. I'd been to Utah several times. I'd been to that city. Um, but, you know, I trusted Andy, and I knew he knew the numbers. And once again, it had a good plan B. I, the margins were really good. I had a great plan B. I know I could rent it out if I needed to. And so I said, okay, we'll do it. And I, I sent it to Vanessa just to confirm that what they were seeing was the same thing we were seeing. Um, in that instance, we didn't even have time to have a contractor go inspect it, but they had already, the numbers were so good, and I, I knew we would be fine. But we, we had pictures, we had uh, the MLS, we had, we had all those things we needed, right? So we did that. So now I was like, okay, now we're doing New Mexico in a state I've never been to. So bit by bit, we kept doing this. Um, and then I had other people in my 
my coaching program have houses they wanted to sell me. I'm like, okay, well, you got the house. What's it worth? You know, run the numbers. So they'd send us the numbers. I'd have Vanessa confirm the numbers. Uh, they'd have a contractor for us, and Vanessa would confirm those things. And, you know, then, I don't know, it's kind of, it's just kind of snowballed from there, right? So in the last episode, I said you don't really need to know a ton about flipping houses to flip houses. And, yeah, you do need to get, you need to get some good education. Don't get me wrong, right? Obviously, that's why you're listening. That's why I have a coaching program. That's why we help people. Um, but don't, I see so many people, like, way overthinking this business. I mean, for years and years and years, they've been going to every single seminar and going to all these real estate investment club meetings and reading these blogs. And it's like, guys, like, I'm not saying this business is easy at all. I'm not saying that. But there are better ways. Like, don't make it so difficult, right? I mean, I do not know how to lay carpet. I don't know how to paint. I don't know how to fix up anything. I don't have any power tools and I'm flipping over a hundred houses a year. Um, I mean, it actually, it's usually the people I see struggle the most are the people who maybe do know how to do those things because they're not thinking like a business person. When I say thinking like a business person, I mean, someone who literally your goal should be to fire yourself. Your goal should be to not do anything. Okay. I know that sounds crazy and it feels almost wrong. Um, in fact, like, it's so funny. We we got back from Lake Powell and Monday was like a super busy day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I need to, what I'm, why am I taking all this extra stuff that I don't need to do? Right. I'm like, I'm doing like a lot of extra like coaching and promoting my coaching program. I'm like, I don't have to do this. Like I can be done. Why am I doing this? But then like, I worked really hard on Monday and then Tuesday I was like, which was yesterday, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't really have anything to do today, <laughs> so, which is cool, because it was actually my wife and my and my anniversary, so we are just able to kind of take it slow, I went to the gym for a couple hours, um, listened to some podcasts, and um, it was really cool, and then today is kind of the same thing, I'm doing a webinar tomorrow, close the door, because my son is down at Young Bottom, anyway, I don't, I did not teach him those things, but um, so I was able to gym and just take it slow and then go out last night. We couldn't find a babysitter. So I ended up going to inside out with the kids and it was basically a, I don't know, I guess we've had such a great time recently. I guess we didn't feel the strong need, but yeah, we, we should have gone out on our own anyway. All right. But bottom line is like, then even today it's kind of like, Oh wow. Like what do I want to do today? Um, I mean, I kind of give myself things to do cause I get, uh, a little, I kind of go crazy if I'm not doing anything, but that's why I'm here talking to you guys here this morning. It's like, okay, what am I going to do today? I have a webinar I'm going to do tomorrow. Um, but other than that, like things are pretty chill. Um, I've only talked to Vanessa once in the past several days, which is usually I'm talking to her a little bit more and it's just amazing. I mean, literally guys, like if you, I know I talked about this a couple episodes ago, but sometimes we give ourselves these big, huge tasks that take a lot of time because I think we feel like we have to give ourselves something to do, but your goals, I mean, if you take away big chunks, big things that take a ton of time, then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I don't really have a whole lot to do. Um, and it's, it can be pretty incredible. So, um, okay. So I know I'm kind of all over the place, but I wanted to mention this at the beginning 
you know, when, when we are at Lake Powell and kind of back to the topic of how, how you don't have to make this business so hard. When we're at Lake, at Lake Powell, um, you know, we're on this bow. I'm, I'm there with both my brothers and cousins and, and all my, my kids, and my family. And there was a time when it was just my brother, both my brothers, Stephen and Derek and, and my cousin and stuff. And so I was talking to Derek about how things are going and he started this app business that he's doing really well with, which is pretty cool. I mean, it allows him to, you know, he went from a $30,000, $36,000 year job, worked for me, that didn't work out. And then started his own app business. Now he's making a good six figures, recently bought a boat cash. The guy has been traveling all over. He's single, you know, so he's just been going and doing all, he's been to uh, Cal, he's from Utah. He's been to California on trips. He's been to Oregon. He just went to like Powell. He's got like, he's just kind of traveling and doing his business. And he told me, yeah, now I'm flipping a house with Steven. So Steven bought a, got a house under contract and, you know, Derek is kind of putting up the money or at least the, the gap funding. They got a lender. Derek's putting up the, the gap funding and they're going to split the profit. And I think it's amazing. You know, Derek worked for me and on acquisitions, but he never worked on rehabbing houses or anything. And I'm like, so how's it going? And he's like, oh, that's pretty good. I mean, I got a referral from you guys for a contractor you used. And I didn't know that. I guess he got it from Vanessa. And it's like, I, it's just kind of weird because I don't really have to do anything. Like, I, I just, like, I'm not sure what to do. It's just the guy's just fixing up the house for me. And, and it's so amazing to me because I've worked with so many investors who have been investors for years and they just can't figure it out. It's like so much work and so hard. It's like, guys, like, yeah, it's because you're getting too involved. Okay. Like, let the experts do the work. I mean, get, don't get me wrong. Get a good referral from someone. And you, so there's some yabbers out there right now saying, yeah, but he got the referral from you. It's like, quit making excuses. You can only have, you can, you can't have money and excuses, right? So you got to either have excuses or money. So if you realize you have excuses, it's why you don't have money. Okay. Find a way you, you can figure out a way to get referrals from other people, connect with people if you need to. Um, but he got a referral. The guy said, this is what it's going to cost. This is what I'm going to do to the house. And now he's doing it. He said, he asked the guy, what color are you going to paint? And he showed him, because like, okay, it looks good. And it's like, okay. Um, so he's flipping this house and he's going to make a great profit from it. And it's just, and it's not really taking him much time. It's while he's out Lake Powell boating and, and doing all kinds of stuff. So, um, all right, guys, once again, I know reality show, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of sitting here in my underwear talking to you. I have a blanket on for those of you who are visual. You know, it's, it's all, it's, it's decent, but, um, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like create the life that you want, you know, create the life that you want and, you know, create it in your mind, write down your goals or whatever you want to accomplish and create, I mean, you can have the amount of money you want. You can live the lifestyle you want. You can spend the amount of time you want doing it. Um, and I'm not trying to be all, you know, just the law of attraction and secret. Woo, we, I, I was reading this book the other day and it was talking about, you know, you, but you have both, you have the law of attraction, you have the law of action. So the law of attraction, I guess you could say is writing down your goals, putting out there what you want to accomplish, how you want to do it. And then you've got to take action on those things, but you have that in your mind. You know exactly what you're trying to create, exactly what you're trying to do, the direction you want to go. And it may not always happen as quickly as you want it to happen. Um, when I was at the gym yesterday, listening to this podcast, they were talking about, uh, there's just businesses in general. 
and how startups go through this thing called the trough of sorrow. <laughs> and it just made me laugh because you get all excited at the beginning and you're super pumped. And then you have this, it's not always exactly what you had, had planned for at the beginning. And you go through this trough of sorrow. I've heard Seth Godin refer to it as the dip. And a lot of times it's, that's when people quit. Okay. They, they just come crashing down. They get depressed. Um, they, they feel like a failure. They might have lost money. Um, and it's, it's, it, has a, it has a word, the trough of sorrow. It's what entrepreneurs go through. But if you have a clear plan and you know what you want to do and you push through that, then there are amazing things waiting for those who, who push through. And, and real estate, this was about startup companies. And I was like, you know, I was thinking about real estate. I was like, the cool thing about real estate is a startup. Sometimes you're starting kind of a new thing and you're on your own and you don't really have um, as many coaches that can tell you, oh, this is how you do it in this industry. But real estate is cool because there are so many houses, right? So many people live in a house. There's so much opportunity that there's so many people you can replicate. Like you can just look at guys like me and, and kind of follow what I'm doing but in your own way and so many other people that have done it um, that – it's not as big as a, of a trough, right? The trough of sorrow doesn't have to be as crazy, but you will go through it. So, you know, so maybe you've gone through that, but just know, I, I want you to know, I think um, their safety numbers know that that is normal. Know that every single successful person, financially successful person, um, unless they were just giving, giving money or something crazy, every person has gone through that. Okay. It's not rare. It, it will happen. If it hasn't happened to you yet, it will. And it's pushing through that. And you will have many troughs of sorrow as you continue to push on. Um, in fact, there, there are days where even I'm like, is this real? Like, is everything okay? <laughs> it's so funny that, that we do that. Our minds are so interesting. So um, keep pushing through. Realize you can do this business. Um, I've said it before. You know, get, get the basic education. Take some action. Uh, keep yourself safe. Don't go putting down huge deposits with not, no inspection time and or buying houses uh, with, with cash, taking on huge projects that have no plan B and are monsters and it's your first deal. That's just not smart. Don't do that stuff. But to get out there, take the actions that aren't going to lose you a lot of money, take you a lot of risk. Surround yourself with people who can help you along the way, whether that's mentors or whether you join a, a mastermind group or a coaching program, uh, whether you join our program, you know, little little shameless plug there. I do think it's the best around. But um, do those things, guys. Like literally, these small things. I seem so small. Uh, can change your life. So I said it before. I said it again. You are the architects of your life. Create what that life looks like, and then start taking the actions towards towards fulfilling that life. Um, well, that means making a certain amount of money, spending more time with, with your loved ones. You know, we're, we just got back from Lake Powell. We've been going to the beach almost every day. Um, we're going to go on a trip along the, the coast, up the coast in a few weeks. We've got another trip planned after that. And I don't, I don't say this to brag at all. My life is so not perfect. Um, we have plenty of struggles. Life will never, you know, you'll never have that perfect life. Right. But it's the progression and it's deciding to do these things. I only tell you this because it's a decision. You know, we, I could choose to work my guts out. Believe me, there's plenty of things I could fill my time with, but deciding to spend that time with my family and go on these trips with my kids while they're young, um, that, 
that is why I do this business. You know, be able to help the OUR organization and um, and help those kids that need that. That is why I, I do what I do. So, all right, guys, that was a rambler, if I've ever heard a rambler. But I hope you got some gold nuggets out of it. Um, just just know that you can do it. I'm nothing special. I barely got into college. The only reason I did was because I had a football scholarship, dropped out, um, and, you know, here here I am. So you can do it. Believe in yourself and, and just do do the right things. Don't do too much. Keep a focus. Okay? Actually, the less you can do, the, the more successful you're going to be. Um, so, all right, guys, uh, if there's anything I can do for you, reach out to me, justin at housewomenghq.com, and I hope you all have a great week, and just, just do it. Just get out there. Just do it. And we'll talk to you guys next time on the House Flipping HQ podcast. Bye-bye. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your, your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.